So you've got your character sheet and you're all ready to go. Then your DM casually mentions that you'll be making your characters using point by. But what is point by and how does it work in 5e? Thankfully, 5th edition has made this whole process super easy and we'll teach you how to point by in absolutely no time at all. Just grab your character sheets and a couple number two pencils as we go through everything you need to know in today's episode about the point by system. When your DM tells you to use point by when making your characters, they're telling you to use the point by method for determining your character's ability scores. Point by gives you complete control over your character's stats, but it takes a bit longer than the standard array method and removes potentially really high or really low scores of the random rolling methods. Which are... I never use rolling personally, more power to you if you do. So let's get into how all this works. Basically, all six of your ability scores start at 8, and you have 27 points to add to those scores however you'd like in order to make up a maximum of 15. Where it gets wonky is the top end of the scale, where it costs 2 points instead of 1 to go up to scores of 14 and 15. Remember that it's only the ability score modifiers that really matter. I feel like a lot of newer players have trouble figuring out what to do with the ability score point cost table because it leaves off the actual important part which is what modifiers you're buying for your points. Here's the table with the modifiers you'll be getting from them, which should hopefully make your life a little bit easier. At your Dungeon Master's option, you can use this variant for determining your ability scores. The method described here allows you to build a character with a set of ability scores you choose individually. You have 27 points to spend on your ability scores. The cost of each score is shown on the ability score point cost table. For example, a score of 14 costs 7 points. Using this method, 15 is the highest ability score you can end up with before applying racial increases. You can't have a score lower than 8 though. Technically, you're supposed to select your race and then figure out your ability scores, but your ability scores gained from your race don't get added until afterwards. This means that you can really plan around those racial ability score bonuses when you're adding up your ability scores. Now if you're afraid of math like I am, you might be asking if there's a point by calculator you can use, and yes, there is. There's millions of them in fact, and they all allow you to just punch in the numbers without any real work. My personal favorite is the one from Chicken Dinner. It comes preset with most of the 5e races and has all the point by calculations worked out for you. Now we say all the time on this show that you don't have to build your character in any certain optimized way. These are just suggestions for the players that do. This is D&D after all, do whatever you want. But moving on to optimization, most races gain plus two in one ability score and plus one in another. Since you can buy ability scores up to 15, this means you can get two 16s and thus a plus three modifier in two of your ability scores. Let's walk through the steps you'd take getting optimized scores with an example character. Step one, identify your core build. Technically you shouldn't be choosing your class before picking out your ability scores, but everybody does. Everybody does. By figuring out your class now, you know what ability scores you'll want high and which ones you don't need to worry about. If you're having trouble figuring that out, check your chosen class's quick build section, which should tell you which scores you'll need. Then by picking a race that has bonuses to one or both scores you need really high, you'll end up with a more optimized build. Let's say I want to play a Barbarian instead of playing a Bard for the millionth time. Taking a look at the quick build section of Barbarian, I find that I'll want to have a high strength score and a high constitution score. 
Half-orcs conveniently grant a plus two bonus to strength and a plus one to constitution. So I'll choose half-orc as my race. Step two is optimize your core stats. So knowing that I'll be getting those bonuses as a half-orc, I can buy my ability scores accordingly so that I end up with a 16 on both strength and constitution. Since I know that I'll get a plus two in strength, I know that I only need to pay points up to the ability score of 14 and checking the table to see that it costs me seven points. And in turn, since I know that I'll get a plus one to constitution, I know that by buying all the way up to the maximum of 15, I'll end up with a 16 and a plus three modifier at the cost of nine points. Step three is optimize your remaining points. With 16 of your 27 points already spent, you've got four more ability scores to figure out and 11 points to spend on them. You'll get a couple of configurations to choose from. This is what you want to pick if you just simply don't want to have a negative in anything. It's not bad, but it's sort of the safety play instead of making the best use of your points. This one gets you two plus one stats, a neutral stat, and a single dump stat. I really like this configuration as you end up with four overall stats with bonuses and a natural stat and one dump stat. This gets you a solid plus two stat, two neutral stats, and a single dump stat. This is usually the best option for classes that are stretched between three stats like many rangers, paladins, and monks, and melee warlocks. Every official race has at least a plus two in a single stat or two plus ones in two stats. This means that you'll still be able to reach two plus three ability score modifiers, but it may shake up the optimization that you're trying to get with your remaining ability scores. Try to round your remaining scores to even numbers as much as possible. Most other DMs will have their own special rules about it, but there are two other normal methods of determining each character's ability scores, rolling and the standard array, the latter I use most frequently. This is the one that DMs tend to play around with the most, you know, if you're not me. So absolutely triple check with your DM if they have any house rules regarding rolling for stats. You generate your character's six ability scores randomly. Roll four six-sided dice and record the total of the highest three dice on the piece of stretch paper. Do this five more times so that you have six numbers. Figure out what ability scores your classes need, again, check the quick build section of your class, and place your highest die results into those abilities. Other than that, you're really at the mercy of the dice. Pray that you roll really well. The standard array is just like the sets of numbers you are creating using point buy. It's just these are already picked for you. Instead of buying each stat, you simply slot each number into your choice of ability scores. Here's the rules for the standard array as they are stated in the rulebook. If you want to save time or don't like the idea of randomly determining ability scores, you can use the following scores instead, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and eight. It's very versatile, just make sure you line the 15 and 14 up with your plus ones and plus twos from your race so that you end up with a pair of 16s and their plus three modifiers. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate you tuning into this more technical explanation from D&D but we are definitely going to be covering as much as we can from 5th edition and the point buy system as well as just anything involved with building your characters is pretty integral to all of that. So thank you for watching and if you guys would like to see more videos on this please tell us in the comments down below. My name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.